to do our very first podcast and we've got lots coming up for you there's a bit of chat a bit of advice giving from uh, myself and Cheryl and uh, a bit of music and proud to say we've got the first installment of uh, an audio drama for you guys which is actually penned by my fair hand Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally and we'll tell you about that a bit later as well yeah, we just, um, yeah, sorry, Karen. We're not, we're not sitting inside a pod, in case you might have wondered. No, we're not, uh, please. We're actually um, operating separately, but together, kind of, aren't we? We're using um, the new technologies to uh, to talk over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, well, Carol, Carol loaned me a computer and she's she's had one of her mates set it up for me. Therefore, I'm too scared to even touch it. It's a miracle. <laughs> Yeah, bless you, Cheryl. You don't quite understand it, do you? That's but, all yeah. Steve's offering as well. I've told him, go in another room. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yes, Steve, um, Cheryl's lovely husband. Uh, my Mike, he's out um, on the road tonight. Um, he's kind of enduring the lockdown situation, I think. Well, you he's, know, he's like not anyone. holding him back from his road shows. He's, you know, he's got so much to do. We just, we're all just trying to do the best we can, aren't we? Like, we're all in the same boat. Exactly, yeah. And um, that sort of like starts off our um, podcast discussion tonight, actually. Because um, I was thinking, you know, quite a hot topic at the moment, lockdown. Obviously, we've just gone into another one. And um, what does everyone think about lockdown sex? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is where it gets tricky, because to, by rights, you know, as you read in the magazines and the newspapers and everything like that, you shouldn't need to be increasing your sex life because the lockdown. But they, they say, didn't they, that you know couples should be at it like rabbits constantly. Whereas people are finding they've got nothing better to do. And it's making me think, when did the spark, when did the spark go out, you know, because of our jobs, because of offices and all that? You know, why, why have we needed a, pan, why have a, pand, a pandemic to find ourselves again? I mean, we, we are, we're quite active in our sex lives, Carol and I. Um, Indeed, well, yes. We enjoy many different It's very things. healthy part yeah. of uh, life and I do believe quite firmly that um, at any age and any situation of life you should always be um, sexually fulfilling yourself, you know, even if you're by yourself. So, you know, lockdown sex doesn't have to be with a partner, it can be alone. Um, but yeah, me and Mike, you know, pretty active, as you say, like you and Steve, you know, we tend to keep it to ourselves. Um, I know you guys like a little bit of a 
swinging, which presumably must have been slightly hampered <laughs> by now. Well, Master's never been one for following the rules, <laughs> really. Oh. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, he's not in tonight, and he's not. Well, you know. Well, I said he was hovering around. Um, I mean the tan. <laughs> Um, he, oh, he might I be think. coming in and out the ass. I don't know. Um, it's it's not something that I can honestly say I was comfortable with to begin with. But it's all I've ever known, Carol. It's like gypsies, you know. It's a way of life for us. Um, you know, my mum, my mum was at it, like I said. Her mates, you know, we, we. I couldn't imagine sex for me is very much a group thing. Um. I, I do get jealous of some other women. I can't say I don't. But for me, I don't really understand how you can just limit it um, to just to just one person in that way. I feel like, yeah, I just think it's a shame that lockdown should dictate that and stop people having the experiences I have. That being said, it hasn't stopped Steve and I. We were only in the lorry last night, but we just had to do it in the back with the doors shut. <laughs> Well, yes, I mean, it's um, quite clear, yes, that Cheryl's quite a colourful person when it comes to that, to uh, make sure you were well-educated on the subject, didn't she, and um, showing you some films and, and the like. My mum was always very tech-savvy. She had camcorders, um, also she was, she was running a VHS record for most of them, beta cam, and um, she's we've just always been so open with it. She's always encouraged me um, and tried to encourage you um, to be as forthright as possible. But you've, you have said that my sex life's quite colourful, Carol, but that isn't to say that you and Mike don't enjoy some of the spicier side of things and gadgets yourselves. In fact, um, Indeed, yes. I believe we're you've not afraid even... of, uh, of high tech. Well, are you we still a tester for Anne Summers? I was for a while, um, not so much these days. Um, lately, we've sort of moved on actually with the times and um, we are kind of unofficially, I suppose I shouldn't really talk about it, but I will, um, testers for the um, cyclodone system, which is, um, it's an advancement in, you know, that you always remember me going on about um, sex suits, don't you? And like... Um, using electrodes and the like you know yeah, and remote yeah. controls well just nowadays in case, well, the internet you know explain what a sex suit is to any of any of the listeners in case they, they don't know well especially now i would say this is ever more important in the times where we're having social distancing and those of you out there you know who are single i know it's hard because you can't get out there on the old tinder and other dating sites but this technology allows you to you don like a could be a whole suit or it could just be um like the components that you attach to your bits you know or that you insert yeah it goes up and that's right and then um you can be sort of talking to your partner on a phone app um, or on the computer. And even if it's anonymous, you know, they have they have these chat rooms now for that, would you believe? Oh, like Omegle and those chat roulette. I remember them that from years, it's probably all moved on now, isn't it? But so, so what do they do? People can like buzz 
parts of the stoat suit is that right like from from That's in america it. from yeah, the internet yeah yeah and sometimes they can even hook you up to like um uh, a car stereo system or an engine or something you know because there's these songs like they blast them out like the trap music i think it's called isn't it from um the deep south in america and I don't know, even like... So, so like you could be in the middle of it and they just decide to put Cotton Eye Joe on. And when they're I vi- know, exactly. Does it My vibrate goodness. in time to the beat? Like you could have Cotton Eye Joe exactly. on your That's right, yeah. And it can sort of alternate quite fast <laughs> between yeah. all the erogenous zones. Um, I think the best orgasm I ever had was probably to gangbang by Black Lace, actually. <laughs> Right, because cool, the high hat and the care bells around your clit. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's getting all the more advanced. And um, so, you know, excellent idea for lockdown sex. I mean, it's not cheap, I have to say. I mean, we've got a deal because we're to official testers. And um, obviously, yeah, when Mike's on his rounds, you know, he can just get on the app. Oh, it's an explosion there. Don't worry, folks, if you heard that. That was just a bit of a firework going off down it's, the street. It's the day after bonfire night we're recording this as well. So That's right. It's all the local um, naughty, naughty boys it, and yobs with their yeah, little uh, firecrackers. You had, a, you had an accident, um, which kind of does, does bring me into something we wanted to discuss next, actually, Carol. You had mm-hmm. an accident with the sex, so... I remember once, um, and Steve and I had, it It weren't pretty, guys. So I got a call, and she said, I'm stuck, I'm fused to my sex suit. Basically, Mike had been over-vibrating her. He was on an overnighter in Brussels, and he was tapping, tapping, tapping. The suit, it short-circuited, right, and she... Yes. And burns all over her body. Her pubic hair, it was dust. Completely and, singed, yeah. Well, it's it melted onto her privates. We had to get her into hospital. She had to be she had to be like lasered out of it. And um she knit well I, I actually I no longer have my both both of my um labia majora and uh, Carol nearly lost one of hers in this. Um That's right. Yeah. You know, it's, but it does bring me on to health in general because yeah. that's another concern with we've, we've lockdown, and we've had between us we we've had some we've had some hard times we've had some scares. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, I think both of us, you know, we sort of we were fit and healthy in our primes. Um, I was probably a little bit more on the. Um, larger side when I was younger I mean obviously in in the days when um body positivity didn't exist I have to say well I don't know I'm a bit skeptical about it to be honest still myself like I remember whenever a big fat ass was well you point and laugh at a girl down the club or the disco and now they're having bloody cats put in their asses to make them jiggle about isn't they I, I mean, know, I'm, I know. It's I'm lucky I've got now. a big ass, but... Yeah, well, big is beautiful in, in some people's eyes, you know. But I, just, I just don't know, because it's encouraging people. Like, the shit you used to eat, no offence, Carol, but you was a proper little polka. Do you remember you had um, ice cream, fish finger and ice cream, and also, like, Finder's Crispy Pancakes? Oh, yeah, no, I used to... 
pile it up, just pig out, didn't I, on it all, pile all it at once. High. And your mum was putting the chips in the chip pan and Carol used to tip her elbow up so more of the chips would go in, like tip, 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 tip. And, and her mum, she raised the alarm and she did it with me, actually, because she didn't have a great relationship. She was a bit of a strange woman, not particularly maternal. And she used to try and get me to do her bidding for her, you see. And yeah. she said, you've got to say something. You've got to say something to Carol. I can't. It's her neck. Her neck's getting fat. And I, I said, it's quite emotional for me, actually, because I've never been given a position of responsibility before like that. So I did. I took her to her room. I gave her a penguin, you know, because it's the only thing that would calm her down in emotional terms. And I just said, your neck's getting fat. And that's kind of, it was that, just having it delivered. The, the tipping you know, point, yeah. You know, and, and then she she became like a, like a spree, like, oh, I can't even, you know, she became like a new pigeon. All of the blokes, all of the blokes down my flats, blimey, it was, they was, they was dog whistling, you know, they was really, some of the older men, They'd be looking out the window down Ashby Grove. They was wanking at her walking past. And, Filthy um, buggers, yeah. Yeah, and it was a bit of a shame because I did like pigging out. This is the days, you know, we, we weren't drinking every day then. We kind of sort of discovered it, you know, round, round the bike sheds at school, having a nip of, you know, having a, having a nip of Sandra Kreischer's mum's whiskey. And, you know, cheeky fag. And then we'd go down the chippy for lunch. We weren't allowed to, but we'd sneak out of school. Oh, I love that chippy. Do you remember it, Carol? I mean, it's Tonio's oh, brother yeah. on it, didn't he? I, them Italians. Was it Donaldo, was it? Donald. Yeah, Donaldo. Yeah. Donny. Hey, do you remember he once locked me in the kitchen because he caught me stealing Savaloys? Oh, I do. Yeah. So I had to sort of almost break the door down, which wasn't too difficult for me in those days, I have to say. <laughs> Because um, Tracy Clapp dared me and I snuck behind because there was that, do you remember there was that woman, a bit slow, Yvonne, at the tills and you'd say, Yvonne, there's a dog and she'd look round and go, oh, really? And you could sneak round and get a bit, get a few pucker pies down your pants. I think he was trying to get several out of my pants, guys, just so you know. <laughs> That's so it, I used exactly. to stick them down my knickers. Yeah, um, you probably had about five down there. Oh, and of course, when I went home, all the dogs in the flats was following me. I don't know what it is about you with dogs. I think dogs just, listen, dogs are like this. They're really intelligent, right? <clears throat> they Sorry. They say they're like people. And it all depends how you... I grew up around dogs. There was dogs coming in, dogs coming out, dogs in the bath, dogs in the fridge, you know. My mum had dogs. I was... It was a dog mum. And I evolved around dogs. Um, I lived with a dog for many years. Do you remember, Michael? I named oh, it after yes. your Mike. You know, I thought, yes. I thought I won't have a boyfriend. I'll have a dog. I mean, it was a bit tricky with the cooking. It was quite one-sided. He did most of it. Um, but I don't know. I just have an affinity with dogs. If ever I'm around, a dog's never that far, is it, Carol? Like, quite quite often, they'll, we'll just be driving somewhere. We'll come in the car park in the multi-storey and there'll just be a dog in the back. I can just smell me. I don't know what it is. 
yeah, you definitely got away with them. I'll I'll say that much. Yeah. Although, as you say, like because I've got um, I've got three Afghans, and I don't know, they're a little bit wary. That's all I'll say. Oh, it's spoiled rotten. That's why. Do you know they only like mummy, don't they? Oh yeah, <laughs> they like mummy, and she gives them that ice cream, the one you get up cinema up, um, Anna Barber, you know the one. Argandas. She spoons it in their mouths. Oh, that's just a treat, yeah. I mean it's not healthy, as we're saying. It's not healthy for dogs. And it's not healthy for people really. But you know, my diet mostly consists of carbonara, if anybody knows um a bit about Carolyn Cheryl and um She's the Carbonara shows. We, yeah. we, I mean, we, we're thinking of bringing out a whole series, like a playlist on YouTube, of because of, you did the Carbonara Hot Dog, you did the Carbonara. We're thinking of just doing a whole like series of Carbonara-themed recipes, and you can request them like on the Facebook page, um, which I think is facebook.com forward slash Carol and Cheryl. And, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll put we'll put it all in all in the all in our podcast page. Exactly, but um yeah. yeah, she she makes a mean carbonara and she's famous for it. That's right. Well, it's got all the major food groups. Um, you know, it's like you've got cheese, you've got egg, you've got cream sometimes, you've got pasta, which is sort of like vegetables, not quite the same thing. Um you know, a lot of people slag it off because they say, oh, it's all, you know, carb, <laughs> carbs and it's just not good for you. But, you know, um, it's what got me through, you know, all through the Carol and Cheryl years when we were on tour. Um, I just sort of found it really. And um, I found it just keeps the weight off me. I, I can't tell you why. I guess it maybe it's a bit like the Atkins, except it's with pasta as well. But, you know. So yeah, that's my tips. Yeah, well you've you had your poo tested. Let's be honest, and the doctor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mike uh, got was getting into all that gut health stuff. So yeah, we had our poos tested. But the doctor said your well your movements they was quite um, light coloured, but I'd never seen an healthier poo. Yeah, so what can you say? You know, it's proof, medical proof that carbonara does good things to a person. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, I think, because we've, we've had a couple of letters um, regarding food. Some advice and, yeah, we want to give, yeah. Food yeah. and dogs, which we could both talk about for hours. But um, one thing we're hoping to do with the podcast every week is have a little drama for you. And I think... Carol, it's only only right that you give our listeners a little bit of um, background about the new series that's going to be um, premiering within our podcast and um, how you came to to write it, really. Indeed, indeed, yes. Well, it's something I've been doing for a while now, isn't it? You know, probably ever since we were on tour, it's, you stuffed my notebooks out. Yeah, we'd be on a long-haul flight or a coach trip. And just for those of us that don't know, when we was much younger, we had a bit of a pop career in Asia. Um, and it is something we'll we'll get to. We'll build up to it. It's a bit traumatic. Um, we had some we had some management issues, but 
it helped you while away the airs, didn't it? It did indeed, yeah, yeah. And it's um, because obviously, as we know, I've always been quite an erotic person and um, I used to read the Mills and Boone, you know, that type of thing. And I thought, oh, I can do this, no problem. And um, I don't know who it was I was talking to. It might have been... um, it's probably when we met Shabba Ranks. Do you remember that? Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> yeah, we did a little spot for him, didn't we? That's and we right. got paid in sex. <laughs> um, well, 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 I'm blaming the management, but let's be honest, we were great. We either. sort of didn't mind, yeah, to be honest. And um, oh, yeah, I think he said something like, "Oh, Carol, you're a lady. I think you shouldn't dilly dally." So I took his inspiration and I thought, oh, that's a good name. Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally. That sounds very regal. Yeah. Yeah. Very posh. And I'd probably seen Pride and Prejudice, you know, not long ago or read it or did I see it or read it? I can't remember. And there's been quite a few of them on the telly and so forth. And yeah, it just started from there, really. So it was the writing about. a young woman in the sort of Regency um, 1800s, 1900s kind of period. And um, and it's all about, yeah, how she came to be, well, a sexual being, you know, because I wanted the period drama, but also obviously it's all this kind of heaving bosoms and people were quite sexual in those days I think people forget you know that they were thinking they were prudish but um well much like lockdown they didn't have a lot else going on you know I know exactly no tv I mean come on no radio nothing like that so it was a bit of needlepoint and then a bit of how's your father really so (laughs) um yeah so I just you know it's over the years I've been working on it writing different books so we thought why not turn it into a, an audio drama because that's all the rage in it like with these podcasts well I also I'm hearing a lot of it for the first time because I hold my hands up I had a bit of a rough childhood unless you, <laughs> as you can probably tell I only learned to read in 2002 and since I got oh, on I know, since I, I got know. you know got iPhones and all that I've kind of all but forgotten again. You know what I mean? I can text, but I can't necessarily read. Um, yeah, get you to write on a piece of paper. It just all goes wrong. Yeah, well, I've, I've started just communicating almost in emojis, <laughs> you know, like hieroglyphics. Um, so I'm hearing them all for the first time. Um, you know, when, when Carol's been recording these, I've been sat in the corner, you know, with a little mug of whiskey. <laughs> and... Um, it's, I've, I've really enjoyed I've got into it. I've, you know, I found me and travelling down my kecks. <laughs> I've had to stop myself. Oh. Well, I haven't stopped myself, have I? Let's be honest. No, I don't, I don't think you will have done. Yeah, no, le- definitely it's one for the ladies, but the men too. You know, I think you'll get something out of it, both, or both sexes. <laughs> um, because it's just, yeah, it's just erotic, isn't it, really? Um and I'd like to think it's educational. You know, I did try to do my research um, so and say by watching things like Pride and Prejudice. So, And Dr. Yeah, in... Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman as well. You watch that. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. So here you go, guys. It's um, chapter one of Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally. <laughs> 
Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally by C.C. Trimmer Chapter 1 The Debutante Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally ascended the gilt staircase down to the ballroom inside the classical and grand Bellandine Hall. It was a wonderful scene, men and women done up to the nines in their finery, breasts heaving and crotches bulging in their breeches. Perhaps I shall be courted by a handsome man. Dilly wandered in her powdered bombs. The ball was being held at Bellandine in her honour. She was coming out. To the world, not the closet. Come, Dilly, I must introduce you to the gentlemen suitors, Dilly's mother, Lady Beltwork, pronounced. She was shown a line of increasingly repugnant males, so much so she felt physically sick as she progressed. One, with a rather alarming rash, named Lord Mayhew, stepped forward and took her hand. Allow me, my precious little honeybee, to take you for a turn on the dance floor. Dilly obliged, but soon made her excuses and retired to bed. I'm so sorry, mother, but my composure is not right to find a mate this evening. The next day, the sun shone through the window in Dilly's chambers and she awoke feeling bright and hopeful. Dilly slinked across her bedroom and onto her balcony to survey her domain. Her maid Tippy entered with her robes and undergarments. Time to dress, madam. Here are your skirts and scaffolds. I've chosen you a robe of periwinkle blue decorated with crystals and dead birds. Tippy hurriedly wrangled her breasts into today's outfit and Dilly made her way down to the diner to take breakfast. As she tucked into her quivered eggs, she heard the sound of a coach approaching. Tippy exclaimed, Why, madam, who should this be? A gentleman caller? Dobbins the butler went to the door and welcomed in a rather tall and handsome fellow, wearing a large moustache and an aquiline nose. Madam, Sir George Willicroft to see you. Oh, hello, sir. What may I do for you this fine morning? I have come to visit with you, Dilly, as I was unable to attend the ball last night and I felt I must meet you. Tippy, please leave us and retire to the scullery, Dilly said. We shall take a walk in the grounds. Dilly donned her massive bonnet and they walked slowly along the lawn to the lake, which was landscaped by the great flexibility wren. Why, George, from whence do you come? I live just five clicks away at the manor house, named after my very rich family of Willicroft. Oh, that will do just fine, Dilly thought, as she knew her family's coffers were dwindling, owing to her father's gambling habits. He would gamble on anything, especially if it involved catapulting animals. Quite suddenly, as they reached the water's edge, as if like a phoenix rising from the flames, or the pupae of the mayfly bursting forth, a dusky, muscular man emerged from the lake. He was covered in duckweed and sticks. Oh, my dear God, Dilly exclaimed. George recoiled and drew his rapier from its sheath. Who are you and what are you doing on my land? I, my dear madam, am farcy and I was just taking a swim in the lake. 
This lake used to belong to my family before the Dallies, you know. Well, rest assured it is no longer and I demand that you remove yourself forthwith. She couldn't help her wandering eye from resting on his nips that were now protruding through his transparent smock and down to his manly form sculpted by his wet breeches. Meanwhile, in the scullery, Tippy was scraping some carrots when Grappins, their coal man, appeared. Boy, are you a sight for sore eyes and a sore chimney, he growled at her. Tippy clutched her bosom and shrank back against the sideboard. Gruppins lifted her skirt and had his way with a newly scraped carrot. Oh, Gruppins, unhand me, she cried, but was secretly quite turned on by the ordeal. Suddenly, Dilly appeared, accompanied by Farsi and George Willicroft. Unhand her, you beast, exclaimed Dilly. She's my servant and not your plaything, you dirty man. Oh, I'm sorry, my lady. I couldn't resist. I've got a weakness for ladies with carrots. Gruppin sloped off. I'm so sorry about this, George. We shall meet again. I am a lady, so I must aid this wet gentleman, no matter how uncouth. George bid Dilly his farewell and took his coach back to Willicroft. <coughs> Tippy, please will you take Farsi to the wet room and towel him down, and then have Dobbins escort him out. Why, Dilly, why won't you stay and help Tippy? I wish you would. How very rude. Well, at least do me the kindness of repaying you for this indiscretion. And how may you do that, please do tell? By throwing a masquerade ball in your honour. The whole town will be invited and even your precious George. Dilly could not resist. Why, Farsi, it is the least you can do. She felt a fizz of excitement in her coming. Why, what dangerous delights would await her? Oh, there we go. So, um, I hope you like that, guys. Oh, I can't wait for the next one. You got a bit hot under the collar, didn't you? I can, I can tell. I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it from here. Oh, blimey! Right, it'll be another one next week. Um. I'll be waiting with batter breath, you know. Um, we've got a new single out. Um, you've probably, hopefully, all heard it by now. It's called Night Breeders. And um, we've, it might be coming up later, but we've, we've got so creative in lockdown with our stories. And um, just with Carol doing Lady Sovereign Dilly Dilly, I says to her, I says, can we do one together? <laughs> Can we do a story? So we came up with this concept for an, for a song, um, and it just ran away with us. It ran it ran off like a banana, you know. <clears throat> and it was a bear, so planet Earth. And then one day, is all, all the people's just you know doing their life and their times and their life, <clears throat> and we get invaded by these aliens and that carol thought oh let's make them all females didn't you and yeah that's right oh yeah. all, all the men on their on their planet on their galaxies they've all there's like barely any of them left and the only ones what are left are all dried up and their cocks don't work right and then 
So, so these aliens, they build these great big spaceships and they go all these other planets to try and breed with the women, but only like the well-fit ones, and to try and make more men. And they come to Earth. <laughs> and all hell they, breaks and they loose. Use, um, they're using like robots, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like sex dogs and they've got loads of eyes and tentacles and things. <laughs> and that's how, that's how they do it. So we did, yeah, did a video for it, um, and oh, I can't remember his name. Who did the art? Your your mate, HR Griggs. That's it that did that. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of had a bit of a, a troubled time of things, you know, in recent years. And well, you're um, helping him out, you know. I'm helping him out. Yeah, yeah. I think you know you got to do your best to kind of rehabilitate people in the community, haven't you? And so doing the art like that, you kind of. <sighs> He's doing what he loves. Yeah, you know? he is. He is. He's letting it out in yeah, ways. He's letting it out in a safe environment. And he's quite talented. You know, some of that stuff's quite visceral. You know, it's quite lifelike. It is. It is, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully it won't disturb too many of our uh, fans. Yeah. But, you know, I think, yeah, it's important for us to do that. Um, but yeah, we're going to give you a little taste of that now. Is um, night breeders from deep space they came, all female aliens, traveling the galaxy to repopulate their dwindling male numbers using patented sex drills to impregnate babes on every planet they find. And now they've found Earth. Oh God, 
My belly's growing. I think I'm gonna explode. Now it's time for the Ask Carol advice section and we're going to have our Cheryl as well, but we'll kick off with me. And uh, the question I've had is from Sally Balcroft and she's saying, Carol, I know you have a set of Afghans, dogs. Um, How do you manage to achieve their ever so silky soft coats? Mm. Well, I like a question like this because, you know, Sometimes um, our fans can be be a little bit strange, but um, yeah. So I've got three Afghan hounds. She's quite right there. Uh, Carol, what have you been drinking? It's me. Sorry, I I did have a bit of a diet Pepsi before I came on. Um, so there's bechamel, carbonara, and ragu are the three. Italian names, isn't they? Yeah, well, of course, we, you know, no surprises there, is there really? And I, I got an Afghan first, I think, back in about 1994 or something. He used to come on the tour bus with us, and I spent quite a lot of time denotting its hair, thanks to the the wind, as it liked to stick its head out of the um, my, my sticky skylight. fingers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cheryl tried, but she just made it worse. So, um, so you know, after that, I was like, right, I've got to make sure to give them the right foods. And then when I settled down with Mike, you know, we got two, two more. So one of them, she's quite an old girl, Bechamel. Um, and it's all, you know, your raw meats, liver, kidneys, obviously from a reputable butcher's. And eggs, they absolutely go gaga for eggs. I mean, what can I say? I can't really get away with frying an egg in my kitchen without being knocked down, you know. Like, they're quite tall, you know, when they rear up, they do tend to sort of push on my back. And then I either end up with oil spitting in my face or um, the pan goes over, you know, like, so... I just have to make sure that if I'm doing anything egg related, I have to put them in the the back passage and just make sure they've got some of their own. How many eggs would you say they get through in in a day? At least a 12 pack between the three, you know, like that's quite a bit, isn't it? Um, Occasionally they can become egg bound. So that's not pleasant. You know, then I have to go in with a plastic bag. Um, but I do think raw eggs are better um, if you can help it. And that's something that gives them the quite a shiny coat, you know. Other than that, it's just making sure you comb it out properly, really, with a with a nice um, kind of brush made of natural fibres. And um, sometimes, you know, I might put a bit of cod liver oil on. It's a bit smelly. What but... about Elnip? 
yeah sometimes i mean i have done a few dog shows haven't i that um yeah yeah. yeah, taken them down and um give them quite a liberal spraying you know you do have to make sure you put a little mask over their face quite appropriate for now isn't it in fact i do actually make them wear um face coverings because they're quite bad at sneezing and I, I do worry that they're going to catch coronavirus because you know they're like my babies well, yeah, well they sleep with you don't they like in the in, in the um you've got a temper um well you you got a temper but you got a temper <laughs> mattress <laughs> you got a temper right, mattress yeah. Didn't you? and all three of them um, sleep with her. Well, you and Mark have both got two king sizes, didn't you? Two each. So four beds in their bedroom. Um, and they all sleep with you. That's right. Yeah, eggs. yeah. We sort of, that's it, you know. Um, in fact, my mattress is actually called uh, a Stephen. You know, there's all these ones that have got names, isn't there? Which, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Your Steve quite liked that, didn't he? Found that well, amazing, yeah, but... I don't know how necessary it was to help, to help it be delivered, but um, Carol and Steve assure me nothing untoward happened. Of course not. No, totally totally above board, that was. Yeah, I mean, um, I, don't, I don't think my mattress has got a name. I can't remember. I can't... I, I think I want to say Bernard. Um, it's got I, I don't know. I mean, um, I've got a few. I've got a few different bits. Thing is, in our flat, quite lumpy though, Cheryl, isn't it? Really, well, you 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 said you wouldn't even touch it. <laughs> the cheek a few of it. Springs coming out of that one. Yeah, I mean, we like to renew our mattresses at least every six months, probably. So I know that's not very environmentally friendly. Um, but I hope that answered your question about the dogs, you know. Um, yeah, well, and I think we've we've got another track coming up, have we, Cheryl? I don't know if you want to introduce. Let me look at one. Mark. She's she's written me notes down in big letters, isn't you, here? Because you couldn't be couldn't trust me. You remember? Oh yeah, <coughs> it's um, one. I think you you guys all like it. This is from um, this is from ninety four actually. And um, it's Fritz Lamartitz. Ain't it funny how when I said let's go away, he's always saying that someone else will get me. But Fritz, how can this be? Only two things you see. Got a fetish boy, these puppies ain't a toy, but you play with them anytime you like. Don't wanna be a cow, just gotta tell you now. You love my tits, boy, but what about my fanny? Friction plus my tits, nothing else will do for him. Friction plus my tits, he just loves my tits. Friction plus my food, nothing else will turn him on. Friction plus my tits, with their apple nibs. He just loves my tits. You do to me, I bet that you would get so embarrassed. 
You can't pull my brass, I piss on your cigars But after all that we still ain't even Richard sucks my teeth Nothing else will do for him Richard sucks my teeth He just sucks my teeth Richard sucks my food Nothing else will turn him on Richard sucks my teeth With their ample nymphs He just loves my teeth So, yeah, that was Fritz Love My Tits. Yeah, slightly unfortunate what happened uh, a few years later, wasn't it? Old Joseph Fritzel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, somebody said they thought they saw him in our video. I don't know what they're talking what? about because um, that was an original video. But then I know we we lost a lot of stuff in that. Um, we had a big fire, didn't we, in Caltrex, which was our label for a time. Um, and I, I trusted certain people like Bill, our um, video editor and uh, sometime, you know, filmmaker uh, to kind of put it all back together. So I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, now now we're going to go on to the Ask Cheryl section. Do you want to read us your yeah. question? Right. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan of carbonara. So. I was wondering what your speciality is. Well, I know what you, you're thinking I ain't got one, guys. Well, I, I have even got one. <laughs> I have. And my speciality is cheesy chicken. I don't cook often. Um, Steve and I, we're not, you know, we're not blue-fingered. We don't really use our kitchen. I mean... If I, apart from when I make cheese chicken, I'll just keep like my dolls in the oven and, you know, kind of sometimes dog sleeps in there. Um, but every Sunday, it's a tradition of mine because when I was growing up, my mum used to do it. Um, she used to do a Sunday roast. All, all walks of life welcome. Literally all walks of life welcome. Would come yeah, in. she'd want them all to come round and, um, yeah, open house. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's been open ever since. Um, and, well, I think Carol used to find it a bit frightening, um, around my mum, or still does, <laughs> around my mum's, because it really it would be. It was definitely a, a freer sorts, atmosphere yeah. than I had back home, though, so I did used to have some fun with you guys. So, yeah, it was a tradition, and I tried to make a tradition go, um, I can't say as it's caught on, but I love it, and my Steve loves it. So cheese chicken. You go and get yourself a big chicken, um, and you get a packet of cheese. I I generally try and get the uh, shredded, grated cheese, frozen, cheap as chips or cheap as chimes. <laughs> um, if there's one on offer, I'll just shove an old block of cheddar in it, but more often than not. So you get your chicken, stuff the cheese as much as you can get in. I'll probably get in about six pans of cheese. Wow, right. that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> that's a lot. I love cheese. 
I love it. It's like if Jesus said, if you cut me, do I not bleed cheese? <laughs> so um, I stuff the cheese in. And then for good measure, I open another bag, about two pans, pack the cheese on top of the chicken, really pack it on. You don't need no salt or nothing, cheese is salty enough. Then that goes in the oven, hour and a half, comes out crispy, golden, loads of juice at the bottom of the pan. I tend to just mix it with, um, I'll get a bit of Bisto, get a jug of Bisto, well I say a jug. Um, I'll fill up a two litre Pepsi bottle. Pepsi's all gone. <laughs> Don't worry. I fill up a Pepsi bottle, for two liters, with the gravy, and I'll, right. I'll pour in That's some a of nice the nice way to dispense it, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so easy, and also you can just drink it then, can't you? Um, and I'll pour in some of the cheese juices because you know got to have got to have proper gravy, and then just give that a mix up. Um, I'm so knackered by that point and I ain't got much room in the oven because it's a chicken each um, and they're big <laughs> and um, I might do a bit of smash um, on the side so a couple of pudding bowls of smash, smash each so yeah two each um, and and then you sometimes like on your, on your um, Sundays where it's the banger races then you sort of take it down oh, yeah. there oh, we, we have a picnic Oh, it's, this is the thing. It's like a self-contained little meal, right? We probably don't bother with the smash um, or the gravy. Well, sometimes Steve's taking a couple of bottles of gravy down, actually. Um, yeah, we'll just get the banger races. If Steve's not racing, we'll both get our, um, our little picnic chairs, pot chicken, have it on our laps. Delicious. Watching the bangers go by. Oh, I've got the feels, as they say. You know, I just... I love it. And everyone's looking at us like, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know, got chickens on their laps, having a nice chickens choice. And, um, yeah, I, I'd say that's my speciality. I defy anyone to not even do it and not think, oh, my God, why didn't I do it? We might actually do it in a cooking video. Can we do it, Carol? Can we make that happen? We can try. We can try. I think it might be a little bit messy, though, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. That's why God invented jeans and hands. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll try that one day. And I, I like the sound of it, though. I mean, I did. you did invite me round once to have some cheesy chicken, and I, I can't remember what my excuse was. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's... Um, it's not a million miles away from carbonara, I suppose. But yeah, I mean I don't quite take kindly to the to the person who asked you that question saying they weren't a fan, you know, but it's a personal choice, isn't it? Well I not guess. everyone can eat carbonara. And to be honest with you, Carol, there's sometimes I've gone around yours and I wish you'd just give me a plate of, you know, just a plate of bacon. Or just something, you know? Or, you know, a cup of chili. Yeah, I know you prefer to sort of stick to one type of food in in a in one go don't you just like like a plate of sausages on their own yeah. or something like i don't that. like making you know cheesy chicken for me was a bit of a it was a bit of a push you know it's combining two things that normally any normal person dump you know you just eat your cheese or you eat your chicken <laughs> so for me i used to have just a bowl of cheese for my tea that's right, isn't it? And then maybe some chips thrown in occasionally, cheesy chips. Yeah, sometimes. No one does cheesy chips down um, pizza way. 
that's the best on on um slocum road oh my god their kebabs well they do a cheesy kebab so it's donna meat like dipped in melted cheese and then deep fried so it's like melted cheese is batter so it's like battered donna meat and then they sling that in the fryer that's actually the fryer that my mum um had her placenta done in popped it in goodness me yeah i know that's the thing that sometimes people used to do in it yeah your mum's a, an interesting woman yeah she's um oh, she, been a she bit knows of a, them all she's made done with a them. bit of everything in her day hasn't she she's yeah. been a hippie and um a rocker and uh, i mean she even does a bit of the banger racing herself doesn't she yeah but, yeah she has to she had to have a car made special um two cars sewn together sewn actually sewn it's very flexible um and she says she well she she she's like she believes in eating everything you know what i mean um and she'll have a plus it doesn't have to be her placenta more often than not it ain't <laughs> and um she yeah so she she learned about the um quality of the um the nutrients from yeah. it well she does believe it's it's best fresh so she's been known to, um, you know, she's been known to um, slope a, slope off down the narrow natal ward and just swipe one. And she'll say, have tab, dip it in the cheese, get it in the fryer, I'm hungry. Um, so, yeah, we have a laugh. We have a laugh. But, yeah, if you, if you want to eat real food, go, go to my mum's. I mean, no offence, Carol, but my mum does a knockout every time. Knocks it out of the park. She does that, doesn't she? Right. So I need a I need a piss, basically. But um I think we're pretty much wrapping up, isn't we, Kez? Yeah, that's it, I think, for our first go. And um well, I guess let's see if we can see you here next week. Yeah, I mean I'm sorry if it's a bit wonky. We're new to it, we're new to it. We want to get a bit of momentum going, but um I hope we've kept you entertained, didn't it? Indeed. Bye for now, guys. Bye.